So there's an episode that has been, I would say, brought since the inception of this podcast Mm -hmm. that uh, I, like Jack Sparrow, have avoided and, um, you know, cheated and lied and done everything possible to avoid. Yet and the yet, black mark is still on your on your hand, and Davy Jones yet, is coming up after you. It's come at me. So here we are. We are doing Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates. There you go. Old Hans Zimmer. Um, so Adults. five films spawned by a Disney park ride that turned into a multi-billion dollar earning film series big stuff big hitter um we're gonna do weekend on fleek on these so uh the list of movies starting with curse of the black pearl then dead man's chest followed by at world's end then on stranger tides and wrapping it all up at least for now is Dead Men Tell No Tales. I, for one, I'm glad you clarified. I seriously had to look this up about 10 times. I always forget the names of the pirates. It's understandable. They all kind of merge together, don't right, they? Because they're all kind of reminiscent of something piratey. Right. They all sound like they should be something in a, a, she, a sea shanty. I almost said a she shanty. <laughs> She shows, oh, she shows by those. She shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we can on fleek this. Let's start with our week. What is your week? All right, I'm saying on Stranger Tides. That's Pirates Four. Mm, understandable. I am going to say at World's End. Interesting. Less yeah. understandable. Okay. <laughs> Rich, All by right. the way, how are you? I'm doing well. 2023 is, is being good to you, eh? It's Thus being so far. good. So good that we're starting with pirates. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Object of your loathing. 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 We're, we're going to have to talk about my feelings about this series. Okay. And we'll get into that. Okay. So, all right. Tell me so, about Tell me about Stranger Tides for you. All right. So, um, I'm going to talk about the series in general just a little bit because I need to talk about Mr. Depp because um johnny depp this is his best i'm and i'm talking about curse of the black pearl here his best character work of his career besides edward scissorhands in my humble opinion Mm. um of course uh two and three so that was dead man's chest and at world's end and dead man tell no tales for that matter are all caricatures of jack sparrow they're like paint painted pictures where it's like it's like a globby painted mess versus um, actual brilliance, the actual brilliance that is he is in um, Black Pearl. I feel like on uh, Stranger Tides, he's closer to the original Jack Sparrow. I would um, agree. But it, um, and I, that does work in its favor. Also, Penelope Cruz works in On Stranger Tides' favor. I would also agree. And that and the guy that played Blackbeard also. I would um, also agree. Um those are strong actors and penelope cruz i've seen her do other things but she reads so confident she almost like it steals steals the screen away from everyone else that's there 
um, which is fascinating. And it makes a good uh, foil for Johnny Depp because Johnny Depp is so compelling to watch, um, especially when he's really good character actor. Right. Like on Black Pearl and in some places in On Stranger Tides. Um, how, however, I will say, again, as a whole, um, this this film is focused on Jack. And for some reason, that recipe does not bode well for um, the film. Um, when, it's, when it's Jack plus Elizabeth plus Will, and then the mother characters too, then it's good right. or better anyway, in, in my opinion. It's a, it has something to ground it. When, when it's like this, when it's so focused on Jack, it's just missing something. There's an element of heart and it's not Davy Jones. I'm talking about the specific uh, <laughs> moment. Um, it just feels like the, the franchise suffers because it doesn't have that anchor. It's missing a heart. And so then it's like, okay, well, does Jack Sparrow not have a heart? So maybe he really should have captain the Dutchman, not Will. I'm just saying, anyway, uh, and like, I can't quite put my finger on, is it the script? Is it the action? I don't know. Um, but I don't, I just don't care about it. And you know, like podcast audience, you probably have heard, if I don't care about it, I just don't care. And this one, it right. does not, there's nothing in it that makes me want to care, even though, okay, technically Johnny Depp is better in this one than two and three and five. And Penelope Cruz and that guy that plays Blackbeard, which I can't remember his name. Um, sorry, sorry, Blackbeard. Um, but anyway, it just there's nothing in it to make me care. Um, so anyway, I, I'm naming it as my week. And I understand that. Um, it's not my week, nor is it my fleek, but I will say this: it at least for me had an interesting moral quandary that it played around with. Uh, you know, a discussion of redemption, a discussion of family and how much you give for family, uh, an examination of toxic people in your life. Here she is, you know, trying to save her dad, regardless of like horrible thing after horrible thing that he does and um, her desperate need to redeem him and to save him um you know and i agree that jack is more interesting in this um than he has been in a couple of the others and this also has and i know that this will count for nothing for a great many people it has 30 seconds of Jane, dame judy dench in it yeah that was for fun. me that immediately bumps it up. That it's like, elevated that's it. fun. Um, She's like, that's I it? like that it started <laughs> out in London and that it shook up the formula. I like that it got away from the, the mythology of the, the original trilogy and it went off and did something different um, because the mythology of the, of the trilogy for me um, muddled the waters and overcomplicated things. And I, I thought that it was wise to step away from it. So um, yeah, not, not my favorite of the bunch, but I certainly would not have put it at the bottom of the list had it been me, but I understand why you did. Well, thank you for being understanding. 
Um, I, I, I see what you're saying. And like I said, there are a lot of things that work in its favor. It is different. It's nice that it can explore other piratey themes, you know, without it, you know, sticking to the original piratey, you know, right. black pearl modeled themes. Um, and especially with Will and Elizabeth gone, they needed to go in a different direction. It's interesting. You brought up the father thing too, and toxic people. Cause I feel like that's a, that's a theme throughout um, this movie franchise is relationships um, and certainly right. relationships between kid and father. Yes. There's Jack and his father. There's Elizabeth and her father. There's Will and his father. Uh, there's Penelope Cruz and her father. I forgot her, her character too. Um, uh, and then in five, uh, Dead Men Tell No Tales, What's Her Face and... Barbosa and Barbosa. daughter. Yes, and daughter, right? See, so it's kid and kid and, and dad is definitely a theme. Um, so I mean that that is something that makes it cohesive for sure. I don't know. I don't know what what it was about this one that I just it did not resonate with me. Also, that guy that was in Me Before You. So is he a mermaid now? He fell in the water and right. We never know. We never know. Or I she assume took he's him a down to his death. Either way, either way. <laughs> it's interesting, <laughs> I suppose. And either way, I didn't really care very much one exactly. way or the other. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, but that's kind of my gripe for this whole series, to be honest, is I, I and, you know, we're going to, I'm sure we'll talk about this more, but I just feel indifferent. I, I never... I never get invested enough to care profoundly about anybody. And that's a problem. Um, I'm going to talk about it world's end. Thank you. Go for Speaking it. of uh, not caring, um, it's the culmination of a trilogy that I don't care about. It's got characters that get thrown in. So many dadgum characters that I don't care about. It's got um, fantastic actors and it's Gore Verbinski being absolutely bonkers as a director. I mean, you've got hallucination jacks running around and like getting killed by each other and uh, and turning into barnacles and the, the, yeah, the peanut thing Um, and dragging the ship and, and, you know, uh, crabs being controlled by the goddess of the sea i mean and you you've got bonkers visual stuff and that's fun it's fun to to look at it's beautifully rendered but it's beautifully rendered fluff for me i really don't care about any of them i and when i say that I, I think Kira Knightley is a charming actress. I think she is very capable and talented. Um, I don't love her in everything that she does, but I acknowledge her talent. I also acknowledge the considerable talent of Mr. Depp. Um, and Orlando Bloom has his charms as well. None of, I they could have all died. And I would have been like, okay. Chris, you 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 do realize you're probably in the minority on this one. That, and I'm okay with that. I can live with it. I I don't care. Um, and I think part of the reason that I don't care is that none of these characters 
for the vast majority of it seem to feel real to mm. me. Um, they feel like archetypes and caricatures mm -hmm. rather than actual people. They seem to fit very kind of storyboard character traits and personalities rather than actual motivations. And even their conflicts with each other don't resonate as real. Um, the whole romantic triangle between Bloom and uh, Depp and Knightley I never believed it. I never bought it for a second. You did not sense that chemistry between Elizabeth and Jack. There was chemistry sure. there. Sure, because you have two talented actors, but I never sensed how their characters would ever in a gajillion years get together. You have um, two talented that, actors. He's a teenager and he's a bad boy. That's why. He's a pirate. No, he's Captain Jack Sparrow, I, man. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. And <laughs> You've got great actors who come in and really interesting cameos that come in, you know, um, that that do. And this has Bill Nye, who is one of my all time favorite actors, playing under a mound of CGI monstrosity as Davy Jones. I love Bill Nye. I think he's a oh, he's a treasure. Um, I still don't care. Um, you need to put Naomi Bill Nye Harris. on your list. Hmm. I said, does that mean we need to put Bill Nye on your short list? He, he is awesome. I don't know that I put Bill Nye on your short list before, so <laughs> making a note. Um, Naomi Harris, also talented actress. Don't care. Like, she's being all weirdo with Calypso. Don't care. Jeffrey Rush, don't care. I just don't care. Uh, and I should care at the end of a trilogy. Um, I really should. No. I should be invested in in the outcomes and but i it just doesn't matter to me and that's how i i tend to feel about this whole series is that it just seems flimsily constructed it's kind of like a theme park ride well i was about to where, say let's consider the source material where it's a it's a it's fun it's well rendered but it's flimsy and there's not much to it it's a popcorn film here's why here's why it's winning okay all right uh here's why this is a winning bunch of films even though there's a lot of weaknesses to them it's because of when they came out when they came out curse of the black pearl there was nothing like it uh at any time around that time period. So it was right. like groundbreaking. It was a popcorn film. Yes, you're right. It is light. It was based on a Disney theme park ride. I mean, so if it's flimsily constructed, it's because it literally came off of a theme park ride. I mean, right. that's just all that was there. And so conceptually, it, it all rides on the character work of Johnny Depp, Captain Jack Sparrow, and building up these characters that you, that you like. Uh, what it does have going for it is that is the theme because it, the theme has been iconic since the very beginning. And I'm telling you what, that's possibly why this is endured for me, this series of films, even though they're not my favorite, but um, music make, can make or break. And that theme is very right. solid. Um, and I Absolutely. think the music is used to help tell the story in all of the films. And it goes through a couple of different composers, um, you know, doing their own little take on things, but, um, at any rate, the score helps. And again, like I was saying with 
was saying before, what grounds the film are the relationships and with Bloom and Knightley and, and um, Johnny Depp specifically, those three and their relationships with each other and how they bounce off of each other um, and the charm and uh, the love and the smarm and all of that stuff. It, it all works because like you said, they're brilliant actors and like, yes, I mean, if that, if that's all there is to it, that's all there is to it. But that, I mean, it, it's enough to make it compelling and so compelling that when they're not all there, it doesn't work quite as well. Like, in Pirates 2 and 3 and then 5 and 4. Well, I I will say one thing that this series has going for it in the for in the trilogy is Gore Verbinski as a director and his his visual sensibility um he's a he is very good at painting a picture and he especially in the second and third one they really let his um weirdness freak flag fly um (laughs) that that freak flag is definitely waved aloft and right right on the crow's nest right there and i think that that um is one of the things that four and five suffer from is a lack of that bonkers freak flag you know weirdness that they just don't have it to the same level and it's a little more adventure and a little less bonkers hmm. and i i think the bonkers helped i think uh at watching at world's end which as much as i didn't care i also was entertained like when those two boats are zipping around that whirlpool like you just have to admire the like this mm-hmm. has no logic no rhyme or reason this is not in it's not in reality in any way, shape, form, fashion. They came back from the dead. Of course, there's no reality here. But it's 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 just it's fun to watch. It's in the sense that like what's going on visually is entertaining. It's it's a it's a theme park ride. Um, and there oh you go, gosh. Martin. And and that um that that moment when Will and Elizabeth are getting married on this ship. And they're engaged in all that fighting and the waves are coming up and the score is sweeping and it's romantic and beautiful. And Barbosa is marrying them and he's like, just kiss. And like that moment with the score and it builds and oh my gosh, that is a, that is a brilliantly rendered scene. That scene is worth the price of admission for the whole of Pirates 3. Especially if you consider what happened before and what happens right after it, it just is like, it's, it's emotionally potent. Sure enough is. So that's my, that's my argument against you for, for, uh, for week for parts three. So there what, what, what about your fleek? What do you think for your fleek? My fleek is dead man's chest. Oh, interesting. Okay. My, my fleek is um, curse of the black pearl. Which surprises no one. Surprises no one. Um, yeah, Dead Man's Chest. Holy cow. So a lot of yes. people, again, consider that one to be the weakest. A lot of people. I know. That's so interesting, Richard. You're going to have to explain yourself. Let's talk about Curse of Black Pearl because I think okay. most people would agree with you 
and they would say curse of the black pearl that's the best one and it has the best johnny depp performance yes for sure yes and like really i've i've really already said all my arguments and johnny depp is so alive in that i mean it just is it's just he has a whole it's a whole mood he has a whole life and it's so alive um, and it feels, it feels very natural and feels like it, it's being created right there. And then, and like, he gets that smirk on his face and he's reacting to people. Like, you just know that was a real decision versus right. in some of the other films when it's like, this is what Jack Sparrow would do here, you know? And he, he also has a great um, partner in Jeffrey Rush, who yes. is going just as for broke as he is that is just as crazily committed to matching him in in the pitch of of the film and you know rush does not get the same level of praise as he does because he's not the front man and he's also not the pretty boy but i think that you talking about so much of this uh, of the success comes from the counterbalance that he has with rush I agree. He's a great foil and he 100% and I, that's probably why they brought him back. Um, because again, the, the strength of the films is in the relationships and certainly the relationship between, um, Sparrow and Barbosa is super strong. Right. And it's like they're frenemies, I guess this word. Yes. I would say that's a good term. Yes. Frenemies. Totally. Yeah. And again, I'll just reiterate one more time that it's, it's that trio of, of people and maybe, you know, whatever the love triangle you can make an argument against maybe not actually being there, but just the three of them as foils for each other and how they're playing off of each other is dynamic. It's, it's super strong. Um, and that's where, you know, it, it comes into play. And I feel like the most it's rendered the best in that film. So I'm going to talk about Dead Man's Chest. All right. And I'm going to explain why I like it better. And the I think the main reason that I like it better is that it is the most interesting character growth and development that we get for that trio, especially in any of these films um depth's character makes deliberately nasty choices to his friends um of right. will and elizabeth like he sends will to davy jones ship with the intent of i'm going to screw him over to save myself right and i i was like yeah let's have him be bad. Like Give him that's, as, that's really as close as we get to Sparrow having teeth in these films. It's as close as we get to him being dangerous and nasty is the way that he plots in this and that he manipulates the people around him to protect himself. And then on top of that, you have Will who makes stupid decision after stupid decision, um, which other people might find frustrating. I'm like, yes, let's have him be stupid. 
at least it's more interesting than let's have him be blandly noble. You know, at least we're doing something with him that goes outside the conventions that the hero is always supposed to make the wise choice. He's dumb in this movie. He, he makes dumb choice after dumb choice and at least it's interesting. And then Elizabeth, you know, the, the triangle between Jack and Will and Elizabeth, for me, it's less about the men and it's more about the life, the life that she will have with Will that is more kind of boring and staid and predictable, whereas the life that she's had ever since she's met Jack, which has been unpredictable and adventurous and scary and exciting and all of these things. So I actually don't think that her compass is pointing towards Jack as a romantic interest. I think it's pointing towards his life and what a life in accompaniment with Jack would mean versus a life with Will. And that to me is much more interesting. And the fact that she gets pulled in that direction and tempted by that life is much more interesting to me than what we get in the third movie with her, where she's just, she's the pirate king and she's making good and right and smart and noble decisions all the time. I like that it gets messy. I like that they make dumb choices. I like that they screw each other over and that they're mean to each other and that they're nasty to each other and that Jack ends basically charging into the mouth of the Kraken. Honestly, if the series had ended there, I might have just applauded and been like, yes, we got something bonkers. Also, this is bonkers. It's the beginning of Gore Verbinski saying, let me just be bonkers here. Let my freak flag fly. Let's do some weird jokes about cannibalism. Let's have a guy talk about long pork very casually. I love that line. No one probably even knows about that line. There's a guy who says long pork. Yeah, I got some great long pork. Long pork is human meat, people. Oh, I had no idea. Like That is a term for human meat. Now, how do you know that, Richard? Well, there's a number of reasons why. (laughs) Let's narrow it down to the fact that I read. Um, But like... Oh! Oh! (laughs) (laughs) But like... The joke, the joke is like planted and it's left there. And if you get it, great. And if you don't, the movie just moves on. But it's all those weird little drops here and there. And then everything from like uh, Jack's God eye makeup where his eyes are closed and it looks like his eyes are open. Uh, the freaky stuff with the Kraken, the, the weird barnacle people, like all this weirdness. It, I get I'm behind it because it at least makes it interesting. At least the ride has some unique visual uh, touches to it. Um, I liked yes. I liked um, uh, Norrington in there too. I oh yeah, he yeah, he really gets hot. to be interesting. Yeah, they yeah, they let really his hot. character kind of. <laughs> like he's interesting, together. and I'm like, he's hot. Um, yes, the beard does him wonders. Yes, it really does. Um, so this, this is so fun. I, I feel like this is my favorite argument you've ever given for mm-hmm. a film I did not agree with. And like, I, I completely see your perspective. I get it. And 
Yeah. Okay. I can endorse that. Except for that little dig you just uh, gave to me about not reading. Um, I didn't say you didn't read. I just said you the only reason I know about it is because I read. <laughs> um, anyway. Okay, I read whatever. weird we stuff. All right. <laughs> but anyway, uh, what else was I going to say? It almost makes me want to change my uh, change my vote. Um, but I think in terms of st- in terms of storytelling, I mean, despite your well thought out points, that might be accurate. <laughs> in terms of storytelling, you could have finished with one, and it would have been okay. Yep. Two yep, two is in the middle, and it kind of is is incomplete on both ends. Um, right. And it does Just have like some, if someone had stopped at Empire Strikes Back. And see, this was my next thing out of my mouth. Literally, this whole argument you just gave that was glorious, like it was completely bonkers. It's kind of like, hmm, you kind of sound like you're selling Last Jedi to me. <laughs> no, definitely not. Just for the record, let's let's get that fully no, we on were the talking record. Talking about that reminded me uh, of uh, World's End, reminded me of Rise of Skywalker. Ugh. anyway because all things that's not a parallel i want to draw right. i will say that the star wars formula especially in the first one feels very heavy on it mm, yeah and then in the second and third one it goes off in its own bonkers direction and i stopped feeling as star warsy about it maybe that's why you like the first one is because it it uh, has a whiff of mm. star wars to it Maybe that first one is so good for a Star Wars film or the fourth one, excuse me, for yeah. Star Wars four is so the good. 1977 Star Wars film. Yes. It just is strong enough to hold up all the rest of the nonsense. Right. Anyway. Okay. Right. So, so the, so the curse of the black pearl is strong enough to hold up the rest of the nonsense and allow the bonkers to come in allow those other people to come in and blah, 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 blah. I liked it. I liked your argument for two. I will say that. Thank you. It was Thank good. You. I liked my argument too. <laughs> I'm sure you did, Richard. Well, you know, I, I know the guy who made the argument. I, I agree with him most of the time. Most of the time. Mm. Um. So, so follow up question, and we'll we'll close things up. But do you see yourself watching any of these again? Um. I'm gonna say no. And can I just tell you, so there's a, there's a few reasons why, and I'll try to sum these up quickly. Um, it has no interior logic. If you're going to do something absurd, you need to make sure that the pieces at least fit together within the logic of the, own, of the universe itself. If you watch five and you watch three, they don't match. What the heck is this trident of Poseidon? And why does that have anything to do when you've got Calypso out there? How do Calypso and Poseidon connect? The, well, this is our this is our whole Star Wars argument. Not cohesive right? in that last trilogy because somebody there's, was not thinking about the overarching theme. Right. So somebody needed to sit down and say, "Hey, this is what we want the lore to be. We need so we need a Tolkien. We need a George Lucas." Right, right. So your magic is contradicting itself. Your interior logic is contradicting itself. Your MacGuffins are contradicting each other. And they're not, the MacGuffins are not particularly great, in my opinion, many of them to begin with. Like Davy Jones Locker and the Dutchman. 
why does this exist? Why why is this a thing? To ferry souls to the next world, Richard. But but who like the, there's no structure to hold that up. Like why? Especially after five, when it's like the curse is done. Okay, yeah, well so we can come home all now. Those poor suckers are just <laughs> marching to hell by yeah. themselves. Right, bye guys. Um, and but I think for me, because Jack Sparrow is such an important part of the series, and Jack Sparrow is very well, very well acted, but toothless. He is not. He does not have the danger that Star Wars comparison. Han Solo has a danger to him, mm-hmm. especially if you watch the primary cut where you know Han shot first. Absolutely, um, he shot first. There's 100%. right. We all know that Han shot first. Anyone who says otherwise just needs to get out. Um, so, but there's that dangerous element to him, and for the most part, with the exception of the fun things in Dead Man's Chest he doesn't get to carry that danger forward. He becomes just kind of dumb luck. And, you know, there's some, it's funny, you know, there's some humor to be mined from that, but to make him a compelling character, he needs to be more of a threat. He needs to be more, um, more present. And dead men tell no tales when they did the whole little, um Johnny Depp DH thing. That was weird. I was like, ooh, this could be Valley. interesting. We could see something, a different side of, of Jack. And we we kind of did, but we also didn't see we didn't see anything that made him particularly scary. We didn't may see anything that made him and that's the other thing. It's a crime movie. As we talked about in the New Year's special, I don't sympathize with criminals. You don't you don't like pirates them. are criminals. Pirates, These right. guys are rapists. But they're hurt. class, they're classes of criminals. So here's my deal with 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 um Jack Sparrow. I, I'm gonna, you know, whatever, argue against you a little bit because I feel yeah, like yeah. this is a diff this is a Jack Sparrow from a different point in his life. He doesn't have teeth now because he's not the same person. It's like you know, like you, you do something bad and you, you move on from it. You turn over a new leaf and you do, but you still have the consequences of your old life that hang around with you. They don't just go away. And that's what I feel like this whole new Jack is built on is this, is this is new Jack Sparrow that has to deal with the consequences of his old life. He's still him, you know, but, but his teeth are gone. But he's but he's not really turning over. A, he's still a pirate. He's still a bad guy. He's still stealing from people and marauding and doing all the piratey things that pirates do. We're not we're we're not told at is, any point. Oh, Jack stopped stealing from is, people. This is Disney. This is Disney pirate. This is pirate light. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not down for that. Pirates light for me. That's like mobster light <laughs> you know just doesn't what, work what is that what how, how does that make sense i can't the 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 so i get that i'm supposed to suspend my knowledge which granted is not like vast but my knowledge of historically who pirates were and be like yo ho i like these guys no i don't like them 
again but yo, it's, no. it's like a yo whole, no i say yo no that sounds like a, a t-shirt we should make it <laughs> we should we should put that in our like merch store or whatever yes um right <laughs> next to um what is it something about eyeballs that you kept talking about for the first couple of seasons Oh, eyeballs, always... juice sucking from... Uh, yeah, something from the from, juice from the eyeball or something. From Joe the Volcano, eyeball yes. juice sucking. <laughs> well said. So on that note, should we rate these guys? Yes, let's. Out of, um, what, are we, what are we doing? Flags, pirate flags. Three flags. Eye patches. Um, peg swords, legs. Swords. swords. Mm-hmm. Peg legs, I like that one. Oh, the compass is pretty cool. Oh, yes. All right. Out of compasses. All right. I have 10 compasses. Go ahead. Um, I'm going to say five. I'm going to say three. Oh, daggum. I just I don't care. On some, on, some, on some days, I might say more than five. But Okay. I'll, I'll do this. I'll give it a four okay all right i'll i'll bump look it up. at him i'll give it an extra <laughs> trying to play nice gore, i like gore verbinski he made my favorite animated movie rango so we'll, we'll give it a four. Uh, that's what this is about oh. yeah that's <sighs> what that's all it's about is rango it all comes mm-hmm. back to rango it all comes back to which 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 season was it that we did the animated films i don't know they all run together for me now. That's true. I Rango. Love that movie. 